Here we are, guys. Uh, another episode, League of Inches, and you're probably thinking, hang on, there's only two of us here. It's the originals. It's the the two OGs of League of Inches, and it was us if you watched us from the start. And uh, we've gone back to the, the original roots, giving the other three um, a, a night off. They were starting to carry on a bit too much, so I just thought I'd, I'd sit them in a corner for a while and let them think about their actions over the last couple of weeks and, and get them to come back and uh, we're here today to do a bit of a special uh, video, one that we're going to do over the next few weeks. So, guys, if you're not a massive Dragons fan, still tune in. There's going to be some interesting things to talk about. But each week we're going to try and upload a few videos about uh, each, every club uh, and get a fan on board and, and talk about their club this year and their um, future, so 2022 as well, um, some signings and how the club's looking uh, moving forward. So, Really excited. Um, obviously, we, we always do the weapon of the week. Um, look, off off the bat, I was more keen to do the dog of the week. Um, so, Sid, I'll, I'll hand over to you, first of all. Um, do you have a weapon of the week? I'm going to give it off to, to you. Uh, oh, man, it's it's no one player. What I love, and I want to see all year round, I know it's for a good cause, I want to see the tri-celebrations, like yeah. the NFL. NFL, it's like it's hard to watch because there's so many breaks, but I love to try celebrate the, the touchdown celebrations. So my weapon of the week is definitely try celebrations, seeing the different ones, indigenous indigenous ones, I should say, stand out uh, a fair bit. But you know, you're seeing some different ones. The old Tempin Bowling came back this week as well. That was so good from that um famous state of origin where we we put 52 on uh, Queensland, and um, uh, if you remember uh, Fletch. Fletcher did that, Brian Fletcher. Um, no, it was, it was good. That's definitely my weapon of the week. Yeah, got to agree with you. I love seeing it so far. Uh, flog of the week, guys. Um, not trying to not trying to point out um, officials here, but we are. Um, and I'll tell you what, Henry Paranara, how he has a referee's license still is beyond me. Um, he, he was a referee, uh, obviously then got moved to the bunker uh, for personal reasons, but... For mine, I don't think he's good enough to even be doing that. And he's continually getting things wrong. We've seen him in two matches over the weekend. So, first of all, we had the, the Eels and Raiders game. And, look, I'm a Para fan, but we we lost because we played shit house. But I think there was some really poor calls for both sides um, that cost probably both teams tries and things like that. And and it was from a, the bunker calls. Now, the bunker gets to watch what we get to watch every week. And we're at home. We know what's going on. I don't know how... These guys can like Dylan Brown, for instance, was two meters offside. Yet he goes, "Yep, um, left side kick chases onside." The bloke's two meters in front of him. Like, what are you talking about? Everyone can see it. And um, look, I don't think I think uh, semi. Uh, not semi. I was thinking about Rajraja there for a second, but watching the Olympics. But um, I thought um, Wanga Blake's. I uh, not Wanga Blake. Bloody. I've got a mental blank. Or Sevo. How can I forget Sevo? Sevo was um, taken out illegally from mine. Um, I thought there was no effort to wrap him up. It was let in with the shoulder. Um, whether he made contact or not with that part of it, he had no no try to make it a tackle. So um, there was a couple. And I thought, yep, yeah, all right, they're going to have a chat to him after this game and he'll be stood down for probably a week. I tune in the next night to watch footy, thinking, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy now, like, is done. Uh, let's get on with the round of football. Who's in the box again? Paranara. And who makes an absolute clanger within the first 10 minutes? Paranara. Mate, you're an <laughs> absolute flog. Sick of it. 
the officiating from one's gone downhill this year. The inconsistency is ridiculous. Um, we started with Magic Round. We had, what, 20 people was either sin-wind or send-off. And now we've gone down to a player gets hit with a purpose swinging arm that knocks him clean out before he's hit the ground. And he gets 10 yep. Um It's an absolute joke. Sid, anything to add to this flog of the week? I, I just want to be clear, um, you know, ref, ref, there's no referees, there's no games. Uh, uh, we never liked, all of us, we never liked bashing the refs. It's a loveless, thankless job, right? Um, and on top of that, at the, at the highest level, they keep changing the bloody rules on these blokes and they expect them to go backwards at full pace with your heart rate at 200 and make decisions. And we get that. Uh, but Peronara, mate, you got video, you got everything, and ah, oh, just so disappointing. Maybe there's a similar problem to what we have with coaches. So if you're going to get your coaching certificate, there's a thing where you get exempted for certain levels of the coaching or certain modules because you played first grade. Now, I think there was something similar done a few years ago when Perinara became a ref. Um, and there was one other guy whose name eludes me. Um, he's not refereeing at the moment, but he was a former player. Played Luke, Luke Phillips? Yeah, Luke Phillips. That's the one. You know, and uh, I don't know where, where he is now, but they, they both got exempted from a number of things. And I don't think that's right. I think they should still go through the juniors. They should still go through their paces and, and, and tick all the boxes uh, to become a ref. Maybe that's contributing. Maybe I'm just speculating. But, yeah, flog of the week. Henry maybe needs a couple of weeks off to just reflect back on this. Oh, I, I think you're 100% right there. And before we move on to the Dragons, I, I've already started to mention it, but I'm in Olympic fever at the moment, been sitting there or laying there on my couch and watching into the night and during the days I'm at work and I've got it on the phone. Um, any Olympic moments to keep up with the theme of things so far, Sid, that stands out to you? <laughs> to be honest, I always try to give you good material, but I haven't been watching. But just last night my yes. wife said, is the Olympics on? I said, yeah. And then she said, are there crowds? And she said, and I said, yeah. And then she said, we're not even allowed outside and they got the Olympics going. Um, and and I think it's on the Channel 7 app. So we've been uh, making a, uh, a, a try and trying to make a, a time to start watching it or get in the habit because we're watching Netflix every bloody night. Um, <laughs> You've what been watching what too I much say, TV. Yeah, too much TV, the wrong kind of TV, in my opinion. Um, what I will say is I did read about the Matildas going through uh, their group stage um, for the soccer. So that's, that's really good. I actually... Met a few of the girls because one of my mates is a, a, a football manager. Um, and, you know, very congratulations to the Matildas. Um, they they were in a very difficult group playing against the world number one in, in USA. Um, so, yeah, do I do have something for you. There you go. There we go. They're in the group of death, many called it. So, And I think we've got the Aussie boys on tonight. So hopefully when people listen to this video, we've got the Aussies to cheer on and they make it through as well. They'll give an absolutely no hope for their group. It was funny. Also, yeah, also a tough group with Argentina yeah. and Spain. Crazy. Yeah, massive. Crazy. So, oh, yeah. special shout out to the girl of the moment, Ariana Titmus. Absolutely freakish so far. Two swims. Another one to go. It's been absolutely fantastic. But look, let's move on to what we're here to talk about. And it's uh, Red V, the St. George Laura Dragons, who have had a very mixed year to date so far. And I know we've had a. Um, uh, talked with him in the past. I've had pretty deep chats about him, but this one's dedicated to the Dragons. And Sid, a loyal fan, a loyal member, uh, been around the club since day dot, um, even when his family were pushing him to be a, a dog's man. So 
Uh, he loves the club dearly. He's seen the best and the worst. Uh, first of all, I'll ask you an easy question, which probably has a massive answer to it. Uh, what's happened so far this year? Now, yep, you're still on the eight. Um, it's probably fair to say it's going to be a, a tough run home to stay in the eight with the, the teams behind you. But pretty an easier run compared to you guys, it's fair to say. Um, and you guys still have a couple of players having to have suspensions and things like that. So where's it gone wrong or right? How are you making the season so far? Where's your rating? Okay, so let's put it in perspective. Um, we were favourites at the start of the year to, or a lot of people's favourites, um, to get the wooden spoon, right? Um, the, the, the squad was a little bit worse than the last year. The form was down, the morale was down. It was years upon years of the same voice with the same system that clearly wasn't working, you know, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, giving McGregor excuses and, and uh, expecting a different result. Um, the other downside was a couple of our key players have passed their prime. Guys like Paul Vaughan, 31. Uh, Corey Norman, I think he's 31. Hunt's 30 this year. Um, still going strong, you know, credit to him. Um, Frizzell had his best years behind him before he left. Tarek Sims, uh, I think he's more interested in surfing these days or playing for New South Wales, frankly, um, you know, among others. Um, and um, and just uh, look, as far as the performances, I just find it astonishing that we're in the eight. I had us marked for nine to ten. We did have a very, very generous run to start off with. Um, and we're going to pay for that shortly. We got Souths twice. We got Melbourne. We got Penrith. We got, I think we got you guys as well again. Um, you know, we're going to get hit for fifty on a few of those. I reckon. Um, Almost as hard as our draw. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and now, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a gauntlet. Um, yeah, that we'll talk about Paramount another day. Don't get me started. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got an opinion on that. Tell me, I'll tell you that much. Um, but um, yeah, look, so. Where it's gone wrong is players that are off contract, uh, uh, like the the best options we have for their positions, generally speaking. Um, I understand, I fully understand and support the idea of giving young blokes a run, um, but people forget the rigours and the physical demands of NRL means you can't play first grade every week if you, you know, you're built like a 12-year-old, um, 75, 80 kilos, it's, you know, it's um, it's it's really really tough. Even playing park footy, when I played full contact, every game without fail, you'd lose one to one and a half kilos, just in water weight and 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 running around nonstop. And then that's aside from the bunts and bruises of getting uh, smashed and getting bent and twisted every which way. So, uh, point of me saying that is guys like Sloan and Sullivan, you won't see them every week. We're happy we'll see them every now and then to replace guys like Norman and, and Dufty who've been told they're no longer there. Um, the problem is those guys will play with a bit of less heart. Um, when they're not producing out wide, the forwards, um, you know, might see like might see that, that that's not happening and they won't run as hard. They won't fight for quick play of the balls. It's a domino effect. It's a cycle effect. When you don't get quick play of the balls, the, the backs and the halves got less room to move. You know, by the time you spread it on the fourth or fifth, the defence should be going backwards. You know, the best team spread it on the second and the defence is already going backwards. You know, um, got, you know teams like Penrith and Melbourne. Um, but, it, you know, it's it's very, very difficult and it's a domino effect for very, very uh, for, for various reasons. It's probably the word I'm looking for here. 
So the two the the guys that aren't going to be there, the guys that are over the hill, um, the guys that don't believe, you know, not everyone's a coach's dream that will, will kill himself every game. The players need to believe they can achieve something. I've said that before. This is just a write-off for them. We'll try and get some performances out of them here and there, but, um, yeah, it's just, you know, this is as good as it gets this year, unfortunately. You mentioned Paul Vaughan, and obviously uh, many people feel like that might have been the turning point for the season, um, he, the barbecue that was had at his house. Um, now, look, obviously he's left the club. I will say this about this is that I actually feel like him leaving the club is a benefit benefit to the Dragons. Um, he was on a whole heap of money there. Um, and as you've rightly pointed out, he is on the older side of things. So I think with his money, you can get two or three younger players in um, for that money who are probably the more so the future of the club and get a good young forward in, um, get another good young outside back in, things like that. So for that side of the uh, spectrum, I think it's a really good thing for the club. Obviously not ideal for the run home into the finals, losing a key member of the forward pack um, on his days. He's, he's probably one of the better forwards that you guys have, but he's up very hot and cold, I guess, this year. And I think the way he, he handled that situation probably summed up the type of player he's been lately. And maybe uh, this is the the smack on the wrist that he de- uh, definitely needed. Um, do you feel like as a fan that that barbecue, whether right or wrong, the punishments and what they did, Look, I said it in a, a video before that they, they went and celebrated a victory against a Warriors side. And for mine, and I think you agreed um, in the um, group chat, I don't think you're on the video, but it wasn't a great victory. Like, it, they only just scraped through. So it wasn't like it was one of those big victories where you can go home and celebrate it because you've played all nine out of ten games. Like, they were lucky to get home. Warriors lost that almost on purpose, it looked like. That was how bad that last ten minutes was from them. Do you feel like that was a turning point for the season? Is that the point where a bit of hope and the, the fair to say the balloon got burst a bit? I think um, I think there was very little hope to begin with. But what I do think is um, it was the, as they say in the old, old additive, it's uh, the straw that broke the camel's back. You know, they were already struggling. It was already carrying a big load. It was a big ask, you know, and, and, and just that little thing that, Extra that gone, you know. Um, it was, ah, oh, man. In regards to your earlier question, in regards to the the punishment, oh, I still think, like, it was a solid punishment, given that it was Paul Vaughan's second um, uh, offence in regards to the bubble, um, and the possible impact it would have had on the whole league. Eight weeks, while it appears harsh and is harsh. It was about right. Now, the club sucking him is another thing. I think it is very harsh, but I can see why, because it was an easy opportunity for them to take 800K off their, their wage bill. 100% agree with you. This that If he was on 300 or 400, I don't think they would have sucked him, put it that way. I don't, I don't think they would have tore up his contract. They would have called the lawyers and gone, it's his grounds to get rid of him for free. Beautiful. Let's do it. You know, and you've already seen the the benefit. We've already get we already got uh, Jaden Sewer, and we've got coming in. We've got George Burgess coming in, and we've got uh, Francis Molo coming in. You know, and that's strengthening the forward pack. You know, um, Sewer's in his prime. Molo's coming into his prime. George Burgess has got a point to prove after that serious hip injury, and everyone said he was finished. 
Um, he'd done his surgery when he was in lockdown in uh, in England, and um, he's he's ready. He's got some hunger. He's got some fire. Paul Vaughan on eight hundred thousand, living down the south coast. Beautiful wife, beautiful family. Maybe he didn't have the fire anymore, you know, in the belly. And and last thing we need is a guy that just wants to turn up and play and have a laugh and giggle and and muck around and go, oh yeah, don't worry about it. We've got restrictions. Come over and have a barbecue. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not the attitude we needed, unfortunately. As much as I liked him as a player. Yeah, with, with the barbecue, just quickly, as a fan yep. of the club, were you disappointed in the thirteen players? Yeah, definitely. Um, all, and and what I really really liked and respected was Ben Hunt was uh, they were talking to Ben Hunt after he played Origin, he got man of the match from um for Queensland, and um and they were asked he was asked about the 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 players what you know how they feel because he was going to go back and play for St George again, and then he said. I don't want to hear apologies. He said, they called me and asked me to go. And I said, no, I'm going to go home and see my family. So he had the opportunity to go. And he said, I don't want to hear apologies because I want to see it out on the field. And I love that, you know. And and that's the reason I bring that up at this point is what you're asking me, are you disappointed? I would say yes. And I agree with Hunt 100%. This is, I think is like, it's not a time to be cool and be a little rebel, you know. There's a, this is a, a billion dollar company and a billion dollars a sport, like it or not, you know, um, and and they're getting paid big, big, big money. All they had to do was stay home. We're on, we're all on peanuts, and we stay home. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, we've got to deal with it. I'm doing barbecues with just my wife and two little kids. I've never had that in my life. Yeah. You know, we've got minimum ten people in my in my barbecues. You know. Yeah. It's it is one of those things that puts it into perspective, and also. <laughs> As I, I still just can't believe it. Let's not stress about it too much. It's still unbelievable. But you, you did mention the signings for next year. I don't want to go on to next year just yet. I want to have one more question about this year. And I know. I got excited. <laughs> you, you had a couple of mid-year signings. They're not mid-year. They were more so at the start of the year. But you had McCulloch, um, your hooker, and you had Billy Burns brought in. So uh, <laughs> we've mentioned and had a chat and about Billy Burns quite a bit. Oh. Um, I'm still gobsmacked and scratch my head every time I see him on a footy field wearing the Dragons shirt because not to put it on him because obviously it's not his fault, but it feels like ever since he's come in, the, the performances have gone down a little bit. So uh, <laughs> what, what do you make of those two signings? I know you've been critical of McCulloch as well, a bit slow with his um, delivery of some passing, but overall I think he has probably been steady um, in defence, which is probably what he was there to, to do, but he's definitely lacked a bit of the attacking class that um, McInnes probably had last year. Yeah, so um, look, I'll break it down each individual, you know, and, uh, and I played dummy half for six out of my 16 years, not hooker, dummy half, all right? <laughs> and let me tell you, passing off the ground is important. Passing accurately, 100 passes out of 100, is also very important. For first grade, I'm just talking about park footy here. Park footy. I'll get yelled at if I had a, bar, a bad pass to one of my front rollers. He'll blow up at me. You know what I mean? I'm seeing passes here, there, and everywhere. Like, call me crazy, but I look at stuff like that. And 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 if you're going to pass, if, you, if you're going to hold the ball up, not pass off the ground, you need to engage the line and, and actually look like you're going to run it. He gets up, he holds the ball, he's not going to run it, and then he dumps it, and then his teammate gets smashed. See what I'm saying? He doesn't hold the speed. I can see him running from dummy half probably two times a game, and he just doesn't have it anymore. 
um, on the negative. On the positive, he was a salary cap signing. McInnes is on 600 or whatever he got from Cronulla. That McCulloch's on, what, 280, 300. So 280 this year because he came a couple of games in and 300 from, from what I read. Um, you know, so it was a cheaper option. And and uh, and Griffin was asked and he said, look, we've just got to get creative with our salary cap. So he's he's filling up his squad. He's putting a band back together. He uses He's using guys that he knows and he trusts because we're not an attractive club. And he's got to rely on guys that know him as well that want to play under him. They know what he know what he's like. Um, yes, he does. Uh, on a positive, McCulloch, he does the 50 tackles a game. But I've said it before, he's a spot player. He's a soft landing. So what that means is the big men will run straight at him. And now well, nine, nine, nine times out of 10, 99 times out of 100, they're going to end up on their front. He's going to be on the floor scrambling to get to marker. That's what that is. Okay. Um, in an era of six again, we need a fast hooker. I don't know if that's Billy Britton, reserve grade. I don't know if it's Hayden Lomax. That's Zach's little brother who plays lock and hooker. Um, I don't know if we have another option um, uh, f- for dummy half. I'm not, I'm not sure if they got something else up their sleeve. I, for one, would like to see uh, the Dragons make make it right and make a big play for Reese Robson and try and bring him back. Try and I bring was him about back. To say home. you had you had the same the right guy a, a year or so ago. So uh... so good. I'll rate him high. I'm rating highly. Like he's not Brandon Smith, Harry Grant level. Damien Cook. But I rate him highly. I'll take him in a heartbeat. His quality. He's got a great balance of all the attributes required for a good sneaky little dummy half. You know. Can I get you um, thirty seconds on Billy Burns? Oh, you know, well, I only need thirty seconds because it pains me. And and again, I'll, I'll say, when you're a second rower running on the edges, you need to be either a good line runner, right? So you need to be able to get the ball right at the line. As a centers, yeah, you can get an early ball because you're more likely to be facing a thin defensive line and you're more likely to have the footwork. But with the second row, you need to be a good line runner. Um, you need to have get get between players, quick play the ball. Um, you, need to, you need to hit and jam in in defence for that three-in playmaker, you know, make him think, get him scared, bend him back. I don't see any of that. You need to be a tackle breaker. I don't see any of that from Billy Burns. All I see is he gets put in great positions and most of the time he ends up dropping the ball or something like that. I don't know what he's there for. You, you've mentioned the, the signing so far for next year. Uh, they're all forwards. Uh, if I was to look at the Dragons at the moment, I actually feel like your, your strength is your forward pack um, and, and probably your captain in Ben Hunt has probably had his best year at the club so far. Um, any, any reasons why three forwards have been added? I know you've lost Vaughan. Um, I don't know what Maguire's status is, if he's going again next year or not. Um, I think he probably is. Um, and then, obviously, is there any realistic outside backs you can sign or are you looking at the future um, and the younger kids in your Sloans uh, for that sort of – for next year? Yeah, well, um, before you skip to the future, I just got to have a special mention. If you've got one player, we signed mid-season. Jared Beal. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sorry. <laughs> And Maguire, but I just thought, you know what? Just, <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to paint you too much because I look at. I look at Jared Bill. Oh. I, just think, I just think why, and it's just look, for me. If, from an outsider's point of view, I'd look at that and go, the, the youngster in the club, 
who could yeah. do a job and you could blit and you could just blood and go, yep, all right, this year we're either going to be at edge of the eight and get knocked out first week or we're going to finish just outside the eight, but at least we've got one or two youngsters who have budded and we can go harder for next year because you've shown glimpses this year that you can make uh, a good player being a, probably a top six side next year. It's just, yeah. for mine, it's just a silly signing, so I didn't even want to mention him because it gets yeah. me fired up more than it gets you fired up. <laughs> I think, you know, seriously, they brought him in to cover the Lomax injury. He was retired and then for some reason, you know, he... Uh, you know, Griffin thought, oh, I'll just bring this guy in for a little bit um, just to cover. And he's become a regular first grader. <laughs> it's it's so, amazing. All right. Yeah, anyways, I just, yeah, yeah, it was like a car crash. You can't look away at the moment. Um, <laughs> so, look, regards to the future, I'm excited about the forwards. The forwards lay the platform. Um, I'm going to talk fast here. Jaded Sua, you know what he brings. Um, and he's a right second rower. We didn't, we didn't, you know, we talked, you and I talked months and months ago about the lack of forward planning when they knew Frizzell was gone at the start of last year and they didn't put a uh, succession plan in place. So embarrassing. It's, it's, it's like amateurish, you know, and this club, apart from the big red V and, and the history of St. George side of the, of the merger, it's it's a joke. And they, they are amateurs, you know. Unfortunately, and we're stuck with them as 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 tragics, you know. Um, but there was no succession plan. They finally they finally got a replacement. George Burgess will be the big man um, that replaces Vaughn for less than half the money that Vaughn was on, which is great. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the signing of Francis Moller. I think he's a poor man's pain hus. I know he, most people haven't seen him that much because he's at the Cowboys, but he's 24. He's coming into his prime. He's a big, big lad. He's got good leg speed for a big guy, and he always steps at the line. He holds the ball out in front of him, and he steps at the line. And it's not that he's going to slice through and uh, you know put a goosey on the fullback. What that means is he gets between defenders and gets on his front, and it's that's what it's all about. Um, as far as the backs that you, you brought up, they're going to be relying on the likes of Sloan, as he said, Hayden, uh, sorry, uh, Jaden Sullivan. Is the the five eight? Um, I would say he is the inside running for the position. Um, you get some small minded fans that after one game that we lost, we got dominated against Titans, and half the players looked like they didn't want to play. No one was fighting for quick play of the balls. Always a big sign. Um, when the scoreline ticked over, a lot of blokes gave up. Um, uh, you know, we had a lot of small minded fans jump on the Dragons group and say, <laughs> and say, Nat nah, Sullivan's no good. You're kidding. <laughs> He's had one game. <laughs> um, so, look, he, he's Crazy. a talent. Make no mistake. He didn't have the debut that Sloan did. Um, but Sloan is, is a special player. Um, um, uh, he's, a, he's another matter. There's a couple of guys. There's the twins, the the Fine twins. Everyone calls them the Fee guy twins, but they're Fine twins, uh, Matt and Max. Um, they're, they're quite good. The one that played on the weekend... Uh, one of them's got a, a knee injury. He's got out for a while, but the one that played on the weekend, in a short space, um, a number of times they spread it to him, and there were defenders everywhere, and he and he, he made half breaks. That's always a good sign. When a young black's making half breaks, when he gets a little bit bigger and stronger, and a little bit faster, shave half a second off his speed, um, and he'll be devastating. And he's got all the skills, can play winger, centre, and fullback. That's always a good sign too. 
Um, so there's two of those. Plus low, plus low max. Ravalawa, if God forbid he tackles someone, gets suspended again. <laughs> Chuckled a bloke around the waist thing like four weeks somehow. <laughs> um, I know, but, um, you know, so there's your outside backs. Um, and obviously Hunt um, at, at halfback. Yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah, you got one more to say? Off you go. No, I, got... say, I think I've, I think I've covered everyone. Yeah. Uh, the balance probably, the balance probably. There's not the water shot boy. Yeah. You haven't so covered the water boy. Who's the water boy for next year? <laughs> oh, well, hopefully it's um, if he's still if he's still got a contract, it'd be Corey Norman. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. You got to go a little bit of a dig there. Um, yeah. One player I haven't seen much of this year, and I was actually really excited when you signed this guy, was the young forward from the Roosters from last year. Um, yeah. I forget his last name, but for I don't want to even try and pronounce it. I don't want to be disrespectful. I think but, it's Farmastilli. Yeah, Farmastilli. I haven't seen much of him this year, and I was really excited yeah. to see him. So you've got him in yeah. the, the works as well, who once gets yeah. a bit more um, meterage under the legs can be sort of a brand-new signing because he hasn't seen much this year. So Yeah. Some good, I, I feel like from an outsider's point of view, I think Griffin is the right coach for the Dragons moving forward. Um, he's had put some right things into place and definitely uh, he's pointed out Southern Cap was an absolute mess. So he's tried to fix that over the last um, year. It's not a year fix. The Southern Cap, Southern Cap's going to take years to fix. So Yeah, um, it takes 18 months. Yeah, unfortunately you might be with that again for next year, but Look, there's some things there, the right places. We're going to talk more about the Dragons, obviously, uh, post-season when we do our new um, yearly review uh, videos. But for now, I think that's good. Uh, I feel like Dragons fans can take a bit out of that. Um, There is obviously a a hard run home. Uh, It's going to be really hard to get that top eight finish. If you get there, you definitely have deserved it with the run you've got. Um, I would say this about the Paul Vaughan incident, just to mention it one more time, is that that can quickly divide a club because there was only 13 players there and a club's normally a squad of, what, 30? So there's a lot of players that weren't part of that. So for me, that shows there has been a bit of a divide in that team. And I think on the weekend against the Times, we may have seen a bit of that where some players were playing a bit disappointed in some of the others and there was a bit of um, a bit of friction sort of there. So um, something to, to nail down over the next few weeks, get it wiped out. Um, and get going from there. But Sid, final word on your drags before we go. Uh, look, what needs to no, what needs to happen is is happening. But there's one fi- there's one final ingredient, and it's crucial. They need to understand the players need to be properly told. I know it's St George Illawarra. I know it's emerged, and there's two there's two teams, but that Red V and Cogra, and even as a merger in 2010, there's a spirit there and there's fans that are second and third generation that absolutely would die for this club. Now, to pull on that jersey, it's got to be related to them somehow of when you pull it on, there's a responsibility to those fans. And that's to respect the history, respect the heritage. No matter how bad we were, we always on our day could beat anyone that was the spirit of the club. That's been gone for a while. It came a little bit for the two, three years when with the Bennett era. Um, he said he wanted to make a legacy. It didn't work out. He didn't get his extension. Um, and, and he moved on. And then we just went straight down to Google again. 
Um, I think that's the missing ingredient. Respect the jersey, understand the fans, understand the history of the club. You know, not just talk. They need to do something. They got a really, really good brand, uh, brand recognition, the franchise there, but the players just don't get it. I, I just don't feel they get it. Not all of them, anyways. Hundred percent on that. We're we're going to leave. I'm just going to say that's Dow's greatest failure is handling that Bennett situation. That was absolute jet where you see just how good he probably could have made that club and that legacy. But thanks, Sid. Uh, it's been great. Back to doing the OGs. Um, guys, hope you enjoyed it. There's going to be plenty more for each team. So if you are a fan out there and you're keen to get on and have a chat about your team, uh, just message the page. Quickly shout out. We just reached 1,000 Instagram followers. Uh, so really thank you for that. 4KO as well for Facebook. So massive thank you. And we've been receiving really good uh, feedback about the podcast. People are loving the fact that they can just listen to it in the car, things like that. And YouTube views have been going up as well. So thanks everyone for the support. There's going to be some giveaways coming up um, to celebrate the 1K. So keep you on the channel, keep getting involved with posts and uh, hopefully your team gets up on the weekend and, and good luck to the rest uh, of, to the Dragons for the rest of the run home. Cheers. Yeah. Sounds good.